0: We're working, drummer.
1: Now kick it.
0: This is the Working Drummer Podcast. Serving up perspectives, experiences, and stories from ground-level working pros. Advice, tips,
1: and secrets on how to build a career in the
2: music business. Hello, everyone. This is Matthew Krause, and you are listening to the podcast, Working Drummer. In this episode, we share stories and experiences of five accomplished drummers who maintain a standard fitness practice as part of their daily and weekly routine. This roundtable includes Matt Iceman, Dave McAfee, Corbin Cagle, Mark Poise, and helping to moderate the conversation is a fitness and life expert, Danny Elliott. Danny is a drummer and owner at Heart Body Soul. We'll include a link in the show notes where you can see this practice that Danny has at Heart Body Soul. If you want to support what we do here along the right side of the homepage on the Working Drummer website, you can find buttons for PayPal and Patreon, and any donation in any amount is greatly appreciated. You can follow us on social media, and if you want to be featured on Instagram, post pictures and videos of your gigs using the hashtag #WorkingDrummer. We love seeing what you are all up to. Finally, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube now as well. If YouTube is your choice for streaming audio, every couple weeks we will be putting out a group of 10 episodes for you to visit for the first time or for revisiting the Working Drummer podcast archives. Please subscribe to this YouTube channel and leaving a rating and review on any or all of these platforms is very helpful for us.
0: Drumming is too strenuous to ignore what you're sitting on, and if you've experienced pain or fatigue in your back, pelvis, or shoulders, the Motion Pro Throne is your solution. As a drummer, you put a lot of thought into your equipment, and no piece of gear is more important to the longevity of your career and the quality of your playing than your drum throne. Developed and researched by a chiropractor and a group of professional drummers, the Motion Pro Throne features a split seat, which allows the tailbone to hang without compressing the spine, combined with spring suspension, which creates reciprocating motion between the two sides of the pelvis. How did you feel when you stood up from the kit after your last gig? Go to motionpro.org and see what their Spinal Glide technology can do for you. Motion Pro Drum Thrones, supporting you from the bottom up. And Motion Pro will be at NAMM, so if you'll be there too, go check them out at booth number 7436.
2: Hope you enjoy this 201st episode of the Fitness Roundtable. I actually made sure that the table we have is round, so I acquired this for this occasion. I'll probably take it back now. I can tell you that like, uh, in the last probably 10 years, for me, the main focus has been P90X, doing that thing, and then maybe the last year and a half has been almost uh, yo- exclusively yoga type stuff. So that's been my focus. So I don't know if you guys like what your name is and kind of like what it is that you do to, you know, hey, this is – this. If it's CrossFit, if it's whatever. Danny, you want to go next? You're on my left here.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, and uh, man, really, thank you for – Having us, man. This is this is awesome to be here with everyone. I can't see everyone. I see Corbin's lovely beard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but man, it's great to share this platform for you guys. My name is Danny Elliot, and uh, of course, drummer. Yeah, you know what? I I think all of us do something else. I think the music industry has made it known that we we kind of we kind of do other things. And my other thing was all things health and wellness. And uh, prior to my move to Nashville a few years ago, I owned a gym and uh, a personal trainer. And that was my world. And uh, Liz, I've morphed into wellness coaching. But um, it's it's become a passion of mine. And I didn't know that the two were going to run as parallel as they did, uh, especially when I moved to – if you hear a ding there. Sorry about that. When I moved to Nashville, um, it was cool to really develop more relationships there with you know guys of my own, the drummer brothers of my own, and, and, and shed some light on how I could uh, just educate on overall health and well-being. So I'm still doing that today, and I'm back home in Florida. Um, believe it or not, it's like 55 degrees and sunny here. Just good to be here, and anything I can contribute, um, I'm happy to do.
2: Nice, man. Nice. Well, we're looking forward to some of that expertise for sure. Cool, I got Mark Poise here.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm Mark Poise. Um, I have. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've always been a, a physically active kid, you know. Um, but uh, for the past, let's see. Well, I turned 34 tomorrow, so since I was teen, I've been a gym guy. Um, that's t- that's like taken a lot of different forms over over the years. Um, I'm not like a, you know, dude gains, you know, bench press max kind of guy. I, it, I just, uh, I've really evolved into just an overall physical fitness thing. Um, also, because I, I got to know in my 20s that, that how I felt physically affected how I felt mentally. And that became a big part of the whole thing uh, for my personal journey and, and the desire to sustain it. So, you know, I, I just, I'm sort of all over the map, a little, you know, cardio stuff weight stuff uh outdoors stuff everything i I love i love all of it
2: that's awesome yeah i think that all that stuff is important especially when you diversify for sure cool dave mcafee
4: yeah uh man thanks for thanks for having me at the table yeah man danny uh thanks for i've just (sighs) recently started actually working with danny on my probably 10th time in or out of fitness (laughs) as he can tell you but uh, i'm i feel like i'm here today to maybe represent the over 50 crowd Uh, i I could probably be everybody's dad here i'm 55 sitting right here nice and uh man i i I don't want to go through the litany of stuff that i always thought would work or what i like to do it was it's been everything from the gym to Strenuous running to all those things, and then I got older. And after you cross forty, I've, I would start doing <clears> what hurt the least later, or what affected my gig the least in a, the least negative way. Right? You want to stay in good shape, but it trust me, when you get to a certain age, it starts to be uh, a tough line to walk. And what I what I would do is go, no, you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And then I beat myself up several different ways, uh, joint-wise stuff like that. I don't want to get into all that at the moment, but like my I had feet problems. I had uh, sometimes you have an elbow problem, a shoulder problem, things like that from just you know trying too hard down the wrong road. And then I did what a lot of guys do when you cross forty is just kind of uh, laying off a little bit, you know, not right. doing so much. Yeah. And then Leon got larger. <laughs> And, uh, uh, you know what I mean? And, uh, and and you're still, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to do your job. You're trying to represent, you're trying to, and, and one thing I wanted to say about that is that, you know, not that I find anything wrong about anybody being large. Some of the best drummers I ever watched are just the definition of the joyful noise. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But we're meeting people like Danny and meeting some other people. Kids are so aware of things now you know what i mean we didn't talk to each other in the early days as much like this we we always got together and we were pals but we didn't share a lot of mm-hmm. things and so what i wanted to say just in the intro is uh man when when you finally see that you're not as happy as you could be mm-hmm. whatever it is whatever it is that you cho- choose to do about it is for me the thing and luckily uh so to say what i do i'm a walker because <laughs> mm-hmm. right now um uh, uh, I just walk and walk and walk if I run something hurts. So I'm hoping to get smaller and, you know, get maybe back to a little of that before I get too much older. But I walk at least three miles a day, sometimes more. And uh, I'm, I'm working with Danny on a on a nutrition plan, which is more about nutrition and wellness rather than just calling it a diet. And and that's my thing uh, at the moment.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Corbin,
5: Corbin Cagle. Corbin Cable here. Uh, like Mark, I started probably when I was about 16, you know, getting to the gym. I was like a string bean back in high school, about a buck 30 <laughs>
1: <at> six three.
2: <laughs> six three. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So
5: I was, I mean, I was a little bit of scrawny kid and started working out and stuck with it ever since. And I've been to Nashville probably six years now. And two or three years ago, I, I worked out, you know, every day, uh, just weightlifting and training and finally got certified to be a trainer. And so I did that for probably a year and a half or so. Okay. And uh, had a bunch of clients, had a good time, and we're just playing way too much, like late at night downtown. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And Being yeah. at the gym at six a.m. Mm-hmm. That was not that fun. So, <sighs> kind of backed off of that, and I help people write out like workout plans and nutrition plans now. But yeah, just that's about it. Nice I mean,
2: man. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know you were a trainer. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's yeah super I haven't great. Haven't done it in a
5: long time, but yeah. I got,
2: uh, got the got certificate. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and your drumming li- your drumming license too. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. We all you, you got to re up that once in a while. I
6: didn't know you were supposed to have one. <laughs> yeah.
2: You <laughs> know. Uh, uh, okay. Quick side note. I we were doing some re- refinancing and and the underwriter for refinancing of the house that we were doing a couple years ago was asking the uh, whatever the financial company if uh, I had a license. If I had to have a drum, if my drumming license was whatever, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I sent, you know, Where did we get one? that's been the joke. It's, it's been the running joke in our house for a while. Okay.
1: I needed to hear that today. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
6: Matt Iceman. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you, man? I'm good. This is Matt Iceman. Um, I feel really intimidated and underqualified to be here, No. but thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what all I can add, like... Everybody's pretty much said things that I think about now. Uh, you think other, about now, but why do you say that? Well, other, okay. So, like, I have I was never... Uh, I mean, for most of my life, I was pretty overweight. Yeah. Terrible eating habits. Um, and about, about a year and a month ago, I was just like, F this. I got to stop this. And just started going to the gym and changed everything about the way I eat.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: And... Here we are. I'm still far from where I want to be, but
2: mm-hmm.
6: I'm kind of addicted to the gym now. And like, yeah, kind of like changed my relationship with food or the way I think about food. Like, yeah. I don't really think about like what I want or what's going to taste good. It's more like, well, what do I need to put in my body so it functions properly? Right. Uh, which I think if I've learned anything so far, it's that. And this sounds so cliche, but, like, you can't out-exercise a
3: bad diet. <clears throat> That's great. That's a good line, man.
6: Um, Like, because I, I went to the gym once before in 2010. I, like, joined a gym, and I was working out, and I lost a little bit of weight. But I didn't change anything about the way I ate. Oh, okay. And I just kind of stalled out, and then I was like, well, I guess this isn't working. hmm But <clears throat> I think, like, the nutrition and wellness thing is a way bigger deal than, than like, Oh, you know, I can run 10 miles. Like, I mean, I do that, but like, I also don't eat shit food anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, sorry, we can, we can say that right. You can say whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) Um, and I, I think that has made the biggest difference and, and just kind of changed. That's changed my life more than the exercise. Can, Can you tell us how much weight you lost? um well i was, I, was I, I? I don't know i was 315 but i i didn't weigh myself until about 10 days after i started going to the gym so mm-hmm. i was probably more like 320 i don't know mm-hmm. and uh the lowest i've been is 204 mm-hmm. day in and day out i'm like 208 that's yeah. great wow. so I, I mean thank you that's cool. uh it's that's, you know I, I would like to be under 200 pounds mm-hmm. but i also know that i'm 6 3 and have a big frame so yeah maybe it's not possible and like i will say this sorry i'm rambling but i had not been to the doctor in 17 years not proud of that but had not had like a you know general practice and you're 18 so (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm 35 (laughs) um and so like two months ago i finally scheduled physical had a bunch of blood work done and you know went back and he he Looked at all my levels and he was like, these are exactly where they should be. They're perfect. Did an EKG and my resting heart rate is like 46. And he said, this, this EKG graph looks like it should be in a textbook. Like, mm-hmm. So he said, whatever you're doing, yeah, just keep doing. And I say all that to say that like, yeah, there's a number on the scale that I kind of want to get to. But I've learned that, like, all that really indicates is your relationship with gravity. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't tell you, like, how healthy somebody is. Because I right. know a lot of people that weigh 150 pounds, but they eat McDonald's three times a day.
1: Yeah. Amen to that. You man. know, like,
6: so, you know, I'm more concerned with, like, my body fat percentage and things like that. And just, I don't know, just being healthy. Yeah. I still have goals, you know, <laughs> but, like, I'm just happy that I can go to the doctor and not. Be nervous about it because that's why i didn't go for 17 years when you weigh 320 pounds you don't want to go to the doctor because yeah. you know what he's going to say and you yeah. don't want to hear it yeah yeah so
2: and that's why you're here my friend No,
6: oh, well that's thank awesome. you <laughs>
2: sorry sorry to ramble no. no no and and i i mean matt i think we've known each other maybe close to four years now or so oh
6: way longer than that dude. has it been the, okay our broadway days boo
2: i know i know <laughs> Well, and both, both from Ohio. So it's. I feel like we go back and, and like when I saw those changes, it made me super happy oh, well, thank that, you. you're, that you're doing this. And I know there's so many people that care about you and the time that you've been here in Nashville that, that are just like, that's so great. And hopefully it's – and so I. I'm, there's going to be everybody and who's going to be listening to this that's going to be and may be relating to our personal story or have their own that I mean that's what I'm hoping is like maybe somebody's never been to the gym maybe somebody's been thinking about making these changes you know for a long time and just the fact that it's like it can be done and if you care about people around you your loved ones I mean you're a father now two and a half year old daughter that is a kick in the butt right there you know those responsibilities but then the, the the care and passion that we have for performing and playing and feeling good when we play drums because it's like one of the greatest joys in the world for for all of us to do. Um, man, you're 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 not indestructible anymore uh, over <laughs> right, time. Right. You know. Does anybody want to talk about like that the whole relationship with nutrition compared to in conjunction with the physical part I'm of it? Happy
1: jump right in on that yes sir yeah expertise yeah and you know here's let me just kind of softly hit everybody between the eyes on this because I think it's important that because every you know there's gonna be people that hear this and they're gonna wonder well what does this mean to me why am I listening to this and do we need to make a change or should I make a change and all of those questions and and I'm here to tell you that um, man if you go pre Danny, like pre twenty thirteen, and I owned a gym, people were paying me between fifty and a hundred dollars an hour then to train them and they got great sessions. I mean, Corbin, you know that you can deliver a great session to somebody. And 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 consistently, day in or day out, or however much they come to you, two, three, whatever it is, a week and and, and I had that going on, man, and I thought I had it all going on because of that. But let me tell you, some of these people were not getting any results and I didn't, I had to change my own inner dialogue like Matt was saying and by the way, dude, Matt, if there's anybody that should be here, I ain't like, no joke, like you did the work, man. So like nothing but props to you on that. Thank you. Um, I had to change my focus because people looked at me as a, you know, I was more cut than I am now. I was lifting heavier and I took the part as a trainer. But dude, I was going through drive throughs and peeling off the bread. Um, you know, I'm getting my protein in, guys. Uh, you know, I had a uh, not many people know this, but I, I had a unofficial but quiet deal with Monster because they they loved me as a gym owner and a guy who was at the time I was playing a lot of rock shows, and so they gave me everything. Man, I had the rollaway cooler. I still have the wristbands. Um, the towels and all that stuff, and and I mean, come on! If, if we all know the deal with energy drinks, so we didn't even need to talk about that. So, but that I, I had that at my gym. My clients were putting that into their body. I was trying to tell them about kind of nutrition ish, but here I am putting this shit into my body, and and then they weren't getting any results. So I really had to kind of take a step back and be like, "Dude, you're a little bit out of line here. You're 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 not in integrity of what you're." what you're supposed to be so everybody at this table has agreed that nutrition is important quality of nutrition is important it's not expensive to do it's a sh- you can kind of shift what we're doing i mean i see all the guys posting on facebook they're doing lunches and they're dropping 20 bucks all the time and and it's it's so important to to from a mental aspect like mark said it's not just about lifting weights man it's it's what you put into your body directly affects how you feel how you perform uh your clarity your sleep your your relationships your gig uh whatever that gig is and it's not necessarily a musical gig you're, you're nine to five whatever it is
2: right
1: and um i had to go through that shift to really understand and appreciate that and i say that because on the poster child outside it looked pretty for me but it wasn't like i i still had to go through that shift myself matt went through a physical shift i went through more of a you know mental get right with me shift so um i kind of want to lay that out on the line if anybody thinks that they can just go through and start going to the gym everything's going to be great that that's not really that's yeah. you got about 20 percent of it right
3: if i could interject um i mean this being a, a drummer podcast you yeah. know like let, if we look at things from the perspective of drums, every one of us could could show someone a couple simple beats and say, that's how you make that's how you make a living. you know like <laughs> yeah. dude, now you can play, you can play all these ACDC songs and you know Billy Jean and like it, it's it's a couple things make up so an outsized portion of the body of work. like you can you can cover so much musical ground with a couple grooves. Uh, and in the same way, a couple small moves, in yeah, a fitness or a nutrition front, can get you eighty percent of the way there. Like they have an outsized effect on your your bigger picture. So, so a couple more grabs out of you know fresh produce and whole foods at the store, and less out of the processed side. Even before we get to counting like protein and carbs and all that stuff, you've done such a big move for yourself. It's like just getting that kick on one and three, snare on two, right. four again, <laughs> right, yeah. right. and having that be your first stop for food. You know, thinking about whether it's an apple or a banana or a, a salad, like whatever you want. Yeah. Ha- having something on along those lines rather than, you know, especially candy or just junk food or, or drive-through stuff.
2: You Did, know? Uh, is there anything and and. Anybody want to put uh, interject here about food that we think is healthy that we grab? Like I grab a box of Cliff Bars to take to a gig to sustain me because you know sometimes when we're doing long three-hour gigs or something like that, you're burning calories and you're thinking, oh, this is better than a Snickers bar. I mean, there's a lot of deception about what you think is healthy. And then to add on to what you were saying, uh, Mark is like. We go to the grocery store and people say when you, you just walk the perimeter of the grocery store is the healthiest food. You know, where it's where all the fresh produce and all the, the real the whole food is. But 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 again, if anybody wants to interject here about just that deception of you know, when it says nutrition on it, it says, you know, I think Danny, you even posted something on Facebook about, you know, this is real fruit. It's it's gluten free and blah, 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 and it's just full of shit.
1: Yeah, usually when you see all those things, it's it's a chemical shitstorm. But um, and, and and again, I you know trademark same thing. <laughs> there's there's a, there's a, there's a well known saying that you don't know what you don't know. You know, going back mm-hmm. to me being a trainer and looking the part, and and you know having a brick and mortar building that allows me to train people. I'm still filling my body in front of my clients with monster energy drinks. So, you Uh, know, do the math on that. Right. So I will tell you that straight up and this might, you know, I just every listen to to do their own research. Um, I will just I will just tell you that that no matter what you see or who you see slinging it, nothing about health and wellness and clean nutrition will ever have anything to do with uh, artificial colors, flavors, sweeteners, and soy. Um, mm. That I just encourage everybody to do their own research and I realize that there's a lot of things out there that we're easily swayed and we think we're doing our, our bodies a service because, you know... The quarterback just told me about it, or my buddy who's a trainer, well remember that guy's probably doing something on the back end too that might job drive overall health and wellness. And it, it's it's when you put very, very, very clean nutrition in. Mark's talking about, you know, choose wisely at the grocery store. And yes, that's so important because when you when you do put that stuff into your body, it it goes back to what I what I said before because it, it affects your whole being, your whole your whole energy, your whole—it should be an inside-out, holistic process.
2: Does anybody use supplements, or use protein, or use pre-workout, or anything like that? Anybody have anything to say about that?
3: I, I periodically do, but I'd rather hear from Corbin on it. Yeah, I mean, I've
2: I've done it pretty much every
3: day
5: since high school. Um, I know it's not good for you. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it just gives me a lot of energy to when I get in the gym and mentally focus and I always switch it up. Sometimes I take a break, you know, it's not good to do it every single day at all. It's bad on your heart and all that. But I switch up brands and different kinds and try different proteins all the time. And yeah, but I've I've always done that since since high school, since I started working out and it's always worked. So I just kept doing it myself. But everybody's different. Right, right. Nobody,
2: no i use it too understand. i use it too and 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 you find the, the it made me nervous when like the effectiveness started to wear off and so then i'd i'd switch brands or something like that and i'm a caffeine junkie and you know it just did it, that it had something in it that just felt like i could do more do more reps i had more energy and then my mother-in-law who's a retired nurse she's like that stuff's not good for you, and I'm like, ah, man, I got it. I'm the one that's working out. I'm the one that's doing this stuff. It's like, don't, don't, don't tell me what's not good for me, right. you know, because I'm doing the work. Right. Right. Um, but I'd like
1: to, I'd like to interject on that
2: because no, Danny, you've had enough, buddy. <laughs> 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 yeah, um, man, please.
1: Uh, well, it, and what Corbin is absolutely right. There, you know, there is a ton of things on the, market, and on occasion, I even did this. Yesterday, I was in a hospital and <laughs> it's a beautiful facility. It just got built uh, to the extension of their, their labor wing. And um, a friend of mine just had a baby. And so I'm there and I'm coming out of the bathroom and I see these two very large vending machines. This totally has to do with the pre workout, all that stuff. Um, nothing besides the bottle of water, it was all filled with shit. One day I'll post that picture. I won't call out the hospital, but I think we've got a little bit – we have it a little bit off in the healthcare world as opposed to the preventative take care of you side. Right? Um, like what are we promoting? What are we talking about? So, yeah, most uh, stuff on the market these days, it looks cool. It looks flashy. You Maybe you got it at GNC. Maybe you even got it at Whole Foods. There's some good stuff out there. I just encourage people to to look for you know. And again, I want to tell you guys, I'm not a nutritionist. This is a lot of common sense and just understanding nutrition. Um, so I, my 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 focus is 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 I want people to know that I'm not like a clinical uh, nutritionist. It's just a very common sense approach to health and well being. So when you see artificial flavors, colors, and sweeteners, which happens a lot in pre and post workout it's not good for your insides and yes it could do, but there are good ones out there and you can find some of that are out there and um, you know protein pacing and nutrient timing is is very popular using clean nutrition and, and clean pre-workouts and and timing certain things before and after workout Um so it can be done. Uh, you just got to educate yourself, man. Hey, let
2: me ask you, Danny. Like, uh, I, w- I want to move on from this, but at the same time, if somebody they're they're hearing what you're saying, but they wanna they want to know more, is there like a place they can go? Is there like any website or book or something that you would recommend that somebody could dig a little bit deeper into this?
1: Yes, uh, one of the gentlemen that I that I get a lot of my information from who's a. Uh, clinical nutritionist and uh, breaks down various da- diets and lifestyles and breaks it down to the arterial level and compares it to like, okay, let's take this lifestyle and compare it to like something that we all know, which is like the heart healthy diet. A lot of cardiologists recommend the heart healthy diet. It's basically clean eating, uh, you know, green and a complex carb. His name is Dr. Paul Arciero, A R C i e r o and um his stuff is published he's he he's at um skidmore college up in uh new york okay not syracuse but the other it'll come to me later but um i i I work a lot with him and i learn a lot from him and he does a lot of very you you can look at it side by side okay this happened in group a they took this. This happened in group B, and then here's the scientific document down down to the levels of like cleaning out the arteries and what's it doing for your lean oh, muscle wow. mass, visceral fat, and all those things. By the way, visceral fat is that fat that lines the organs. Like we all have it, so you mm. see guys with like guts hanging over. You just got too much visceral fat. Um, yeah, I'm aware. So yeah, Dr. Paul, <laughs> thanks, and- <laughs> <laughs> I brought mine with me. <laughs>
2: Got mine in a road case. <laughs> oh, it, this is good. This, uh, this is good. Um, I want to get into um, the just kind of how this stuff affects us drumming-wise, not just being out of shape. I think we're all pretty well aware of how being out of shape or not having the endurance affects us. But I, I want to talk a little bit about how some of the stuff that we do that's supposed to be really good for us, affects our drumming maybe in negative ways sometimes or positive ways i was there was an article in, in drum magazine uh and and it said a myth has long surrounded weight training that stops most musicians dead in their tracks if you lift weights you will become tight and lose speed and flexibility and then the guy goes on to you know de- de-myth that 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 myth you know deconstruct it does anybody want to talk about that um as far as how it any notice anything that you notice about your playing that maybe you have had to adjust your routine to facilitate dave
4: man i i could say uh again not to just be the old guy but uh when i was when i was in the 20s and 30s and i did a few supplements and i did work out and i really i enjoyed it every minute of it, all the time. I had friends we we never missed. And I've never felt like there was anything negative to it at all. I felt so good about it. Um, As long as I stretched and warmed up, you know, sometimes you can, there's timing issues with your workout versus your gig. Yeah. And everybody knows that. Uh, So you just got to be smart. You got to be dedicated. Um, Nobody has to tell anybody how bad both of those things go if you're not getting the sleep to fuel it. And at that time, I was kind of just eating better, but I was one of those luckier guys that I didn't have to work out a lot to get decent results. You know, some guys work out like crazy and they could lift a car, but they don't look that great. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those that, man, as long as I did, as uh, long as I was regular, it looked good. And I was like, I was happy with it. I didn't care if I could lift a car as long as I thought I was healthy. But to, to align this with what I started to say, as, as you get older... If, if you don't – I never noticed any speed issues or anything crazy like that for, for a country gig, but, <laughs> boy, you start realizing what a chiropractor could do for you, what mm. uh, a, a stiff neck – or things, you know, when you just get out of sorts – and you're trying to be happy, and you're doing what you love, and you're <laughs> every day. I consider myself one of the luckiest people in the world, right? But you get up there, and you're like, "Man, why does that hurt today? Or why does this hurt?" And man, I got to put my drum seat in a different position because it's killing my back. Or if you sing, you know, mm-hmm. you're not sitting up straight enough with your diaphragm, things like that. And you really start getting in this circle. And so uh, I said that to say this: younger didn't have a problem, just going. Got to work out harder. Got to eat better. As I got older, um, some of the stuff that I did supplement-wise, things-wise back in the early 30s, I noticed that if I did slack, it was much harder to get back on track. You know what I mean? And then I just got in that that I think a lot of people listening to this can probably relate to, whether whether there's partying involved in your gig, the hours are never good. Getting on a bus, getting on a plane, uh, three days in a row. Your sleep is the first thing that goes right in the toilet. Your attitude's yeah. supposed to be great, yeah, so you right. start shortcutting. You go, man, you know what? I'll just drink diet coke, or I'll just put sweetener in my coffee, yeah. or I'll just, you know, all the things that everybody does. They go, well, you know, I never had to worry about that before, but uh, only in my fifties have I started realizing how, uh, how like, you know, when you go to the doctor it's not so good, and you start seeing that you're getting close to certain levels, or your thinking is not clear, and then, you you know, after I became better friends with Danny, and, you know, before you sit down and try to decide what's all terrible for you, you just kind of have to go back to a zero sum, and, and, you know, I'd never been vegan or vegetarian or anything like that. Uh, I tried to eat vegetarian a couple years in my early years, and that gig was good for it, but uh, you know, can you play a, country music and be a <laughs> vegan? Uh, uh, not in our gig.
3: No, that could be terms for uh, <laughs> see you later. That that is a hard one, man. That like, is, especially like every yeah, show right? is the best barbecue you ever had. Uh, you know, we've uh, all heard that story. Yeah, uh,
4: right, right. So you won't be homesick. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Uh, you know, personally, I've I've been eating all, uh, actively, trying to eat a lot less meat. Uh, I'll go days without having meat. Um, and the funny thing is, I, I'm not like. Uh, evaporating either, like I'm, I still got plenty of muscle, you know, like that whole that whole. Uh, but as
2: you get older, muscle is harder to keep on.
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But well, I, the whole a lot of people say, well, you got to eat meat to have muscle. Like I, I haven't personally, you know, I I seem to get plenty of protein other ways. But yeah. um, there is, yeah. but it's it's especially hard on the road, you know. It well, just is. Maybe it's yeah. ju- maybe it's not just country music, but man, it, it can be hard to avoid. <laughs> you know, uh, I am not a vegetarian you know, overall, but sometimes I just, I'll, I'll eat a lot of great meals that just don't happen to have meat in them. Right. And on the road, that's hard to find.
2: So in my house, my wife, she wants to, she started meatless Mondays. So we, you know, we take one day a week. So as soon as she said that, I said, so, are we going to make up for it later in the week? Are we going to eat like <laughs> two servings of meat? <laughs> yeah. Somehow? She's like, that, you're missing the point. I'm like, I know what
6: you're saying. <laughs> so well, uh, it's Friday. Friday. Can yeah. I, can I ask a question? Oh, hey man. Cause I'm, I'm here to learn. Hey, <laughs> uh, you know, talking about like getting your protein other ways outside of like whey or whatever. Like, what do you do?
3: Uh, man, honestly, uh, I, well, I, I a- should any say of this you guys yeah, yeah, just I, Mark? personally. Um, and I, I'm sure that Danny and Corbin, could really, you know, wipe the floor with me in, in this department because I have never gone and looked at, at numbers on things. But I find – I'm very sensitive to my body's energy level. I always have uh, to the point that if I don't eat enough at the right time, I will pass out. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And I find that thing, you know, in the vegetable department, you know, things like spinach, like broccoli, um, bananas, like I, I, I'm always feeling just as – um sustained off of that that as i do off of a good protein okay. uh, and but the other proteins like beef are always slowing me down you know right, like it's right. become a thing i almost never eat beef except for like craving a good burger once in a yeah. while because I noticed that the net effect is usually negative. Sure. Um, but but quality vegetables always seem to, to do great things for me. It's just you need to eat enough. Right. right. You know, it's, it's not some like bird grazing thing. Like you might seriously go to town on a bucket of veggies. Yeah, yeah. But it's great.
2: And the cool thing about spinach is you can throw like raw spinach in any kind of smoothie, sweet yeah. or unsweet smoothies, and it just kind of just it just dissolves. And then you get the benefits of it without, you know, especially fresh stuff. For sure. I
1: can I can tell you that the plant based um, you know, I'm not any one particular lifestyle just as long as it's clean. But that doesn't mean that, you know, like next weekend I'm I'm going to Disney. Well, I'm gonna be at Disney, so I'm gonna have to deal (laughs) with it.
4: Sounds like you know, know. yeah.
1: (laughs) You you, you gotta you gotta still live life. And um, you can't be perfect all the time, but you have to do things that support your, your well being when you can. And Plant-based is something that I love and really appreciate, but I'm totally like Mark. I want to slam a good burger every once in yeah. a while. Um, when it comes to um, uh, if anybody's diving into like meal replacement shakes, you know, again, there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, check into brown rice and pea protein. Those two things together, it gives you a really um, it gives you a good amino acid profile, which most uh, meal replacements lack. And you want those aminos. You want those healthy fats. You want something that's low glycemic. So, And something like Mark says, it's going to sustain you. Um, you can never get enough greens in general. So when you're buying those fresh veggies, uh, you can even get like, you know, frozen one at the frozen veggies at the organic level um, uh, and non-organic. I always recommend organic just because it's obviously clean.
2: Um, it is interesting. And, you talk about certain things that you can't overdo, like vitamin C, like there are certain vitamins or certain things that you can't overdo. Yeah. But, but then there are some that like iron you can overdo you can have mm-hmm. you know um, and it's I think that it it does involve more uh, research um, but as we spend time learning our craft everything is compounding and then we throw around ideas and, and learn and I say about. I
1: say do your research because even though we're doing this discussion we all have our own inner testimonies of what worked for us mm-hmm you know, if, if I was going to learn to play drums, I'm not going to call up my buddy who's, um, you know, played in the fifth grade uh, talent show and now he's a professional drummer. You, you know, there's guys at this roundtable that I would go to first. And and the reason why I say that is because, you know, and I say this lightly, but, but with a uh, little bit of a jab with love um, I don't always take the word of a quote-unquote doctor who's telling me what to do to my body and well-being when they're you know their guts hanging over their belt and they're yeah. you know everything they don't they're not healthy themselves most doctors go through about a two-week nutrition course and then they just go right to their focus of their whatever they're practicing and I say that with like a lot of respect from like those guys go they go through intense schooling but why take, you know, it's that old adage, why take broke advice or financial advice from a broke person? Um, so I do encourage everyone to just find who you, find somebody you trust and respect and that, that they're good at that and then get, you know, help them to help you.
2: This episode is brought to you by DrumSellers.com, the niche marketplace where drummers, drum retailers, and drum manufacturers buy and sell their gear. List your drums for sale for free and the only fee is 4% if it sells. Simple. Check out all the new used vintage and custom drum eye candy at drumsellers.com. Has anyone felt like they've had to make changes in their playing as they've gotten older? I know. I, I have. Um, I mean, I'm not
5: old. I'm 27. But I know since the past you know, six years being in this town, I used to always want to lift heavy and bench heavy and squat heavy and heavy 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 mm-hmm. muscle muscle muscle. Man, the last two years I'm doing like 15 to 20 reps on everything. I, I mean, I've lost oh lightweight and yeah. but high reps. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've I've lost a lot of muscle mass, but I feel way better <laughs> and not as tight. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't care about lifting, like you said, a car earlier. Or whatever <laughs> yeah. that's not on my to do list anytime soon. <laughs> But playing drums for as long as I can is on my list. So I mean, I've I've definitely changed that
2: personally, right. but,
3: To draw like a sports connection, um, I've always you're gonna lose me. Always loved, well, and I'm not I'm <laughs> <Just> not a <laughs> huge sports fanatic, but but everyone obviously knows who LeBron James is. Um, and I've always been fascinated by the guy because we're, we're the same age. And, and I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. He grew up in Ohio. I always heard about the next Michael Jordan over mm-hmm. in Ohio. So no matter who he played for, I was always like keeping up on LeBron James and mm-hmm. like wanting, wanting him to like achieve everything he could. And I noticed that when right about 30, LeBron went from this like Superman muscle mass on the court to he slimmed down massively. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge part. I learned, you know, figured out, you know, read some interviews with him and, and did some reading on my own. And I realized that right about that age, um, you can dramatically uh, increase your performance and increase your longevity by slimming down hmm. um, because partially of, of joint wear and tear, but but lots of other things. You know, it's, it's not a, a simple answer. Um, and I, I tried to, you know, I don't even play basketball. I, I would be terrible if I did. Uh, but I was like, man, I, I'm going to take a page out of LeBron's playbook and try to slim down, and even cutting five pounds is hard, you know. And that's why I, I look at you, Matt, and I'm like, dude, you, you're the most qualified because <laughs> well, yeah. because I know how hard it is to drop five or ten pounds.
6: Yeah,
3: uh, let alone a hundred. Like that, that's that's. That, you That's know, awesome, man. I can't, really I can't, Thank really I, I truly cannot imagine what that process is, um, dude. You lost a person,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Um, But, but I, I think that uh, slimming, slimming down, certainly at, at particular ages, even if you were healthy before, it's well, your body's changing, and and I love, you know, I love wa- even getting to watch dmac play in his gig because he's a guy I, I, I thought you did more working out than, than you sound like you do but <laughs> man you go for it like oh, you, your your intensity level is is at the top and your, your uh, execution level is also at the top and at your age like that's not just something that that's not like a gift like you you've got to work for that um, and And yep. there's also guys that, that are that are you know 65, 75 that are also or 85 if we're going to talk about like a Roy Haynes. yeah yeah you know like guys that as, as long as they're wise listening to their bodies and adjusting and being willing to adjust that that there's a way that the whole big picture comes out working beautifully.
2: You know what's interesting is that that drumming has changed. Obviously it evolves this this thing that we do, such a young instrument. But the way most of us drum is a lot harder than those 85-year-old guys who grew up, you know, right. playing, yeah. um, you know, and now uh, with in-ear monitoring systems, I find that my playing increased in intensity because I wasn't hearing the volume and I just, you know, you, you're almost like numb to how much you hit um, because mm-hmm. of the... Um, because there isn't the volume coming back, you don't realize how hard you're hitting. So the demands on us as drummers now in 2018, I, I would argue that is a lot different even yeah. 30 years ago. You
1: and know. there's a guy sitting at that table by the name of D-Mac who, who uh, years ago, <laughs> years, years ago, when I was uh, yeah. even, I just. Such a baby. I'm still a baby, but <laughs> killing. Like <me. laughs> you know, I, I, I. He told me one thing that it just hit so hard. Uh, mu- there's such a gap between the word, the two words, music, and business. Mm. Like there's a like, large gap, and the reason why I bring that up is because the music business has now accepted the fact that it's it's okay, it's cool. We're not going to make fun of you if you take care of your. You might even lose your gig as an artist, or God forbid, a musician backing up an artist if you can't take care of yourself, and yeah. that includes on and off the quote unquote gig and the physical approach to drumming. I'm so glad that Mark chimed in and Corbin about like how they've how they've changed because in slimming down, you know, going back to my own knowledge of the old high school workout, just load up the plates and go. You know that from a drumming perspective, it's not going to serve you well. You got to be able to move fluidly, obviously behind the kit. You know, if you're a rudimentary guy, even you know, doing drumline stuff, it applies there. You got to be able to, you know, fingers have to have dexterity, have to stay relaxed. Well, if you're training to be a bouncer, that's not going to translate well <laughs> to be a drummer. <laughs> right. So I'm glad you guys hit that topic.
2: There's a there was an article not too long ago about. Um, there's a couple uh, quarterbacks, uh, gosh that everyone should know, um, that I can't remember that you know it's like 40. It's like really old to be playing professional football. And there was a uh, downhill skier that got uh, uh, silver in the Olympics and she was over 40, and how they changed the routine and concentrated on flexibility and recovery. Um, being the main focus, and so the you see these athletes go from like the LeBron James thing, where the big to thin, and and I'm over forty, and so I'm thinking, uh, maybe I need to start thinking about this because drumming is more important to me. I think maybe all of us could agree to this at this table, is that drumming is probably more, more important than muscles, you know, yeah. for yeah, us, yeah, you know, sure, and all that stuff.
6: I think. Sorry, one thing I can say as far as like how it affected my playing, and you know I'm not like Corbin or Mark as far as like trying to drop muscle mass, but like being a fatty like I was, I used to have daily back pain. Like I'd wake up in the morning sometimes and have to lay in bed for like ten minutes before I could get out because it just hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I'm like in my thirties. There's no reason for this. Mm -hmm. And one thing that is that I've noticed is it, that's gone. Like after that was after like maybe three weeks of working out and just eating better. Like, and part of that was probably because I was like building more muscle mass and, and just yeah. getting more flexible. But now that I've lost all the weight, like the only time I have back pain is if I do like a double shift on Broadway. Cause no one is supposed to sit on a drum throne for eight freaking hours, right? <laughs> but <Every day. laughs> right. Like, yeah, right. but as far as like a daily back pain, it's gone. And like, I think, You know, getting your belly button centered over your feet really (laughs) helps that, Mm -hmm. you know, like your gut isn't out there, like pulling your spine all out of whack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that improved my posture, which just kind of helped me be more relaxed when I play. Like, it's, it's interesting when I started doing this, I instantly noticed when I went back out on the road with David that, man, I have way more energy Mm -hmm. when I'm playing, but I'm like much more relaxed and controlled. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like this crazy rambunctious energy, like, but there's like energy in my playing, but I'm very calm. And like, my thought process is very clear on stage. Just that whole thing of like a mental, emotional, physical health being intertwined became really apparent to me. and probably
2: elevated the the joy of the experience.
6: Oh, yeah. Because you're in the moment more. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: That's great. Sorry, I just no, that's
6: awesome. Can we talk about back
2: pain here, Ugh. y'all? Yeah, anybody dealing with it and and find a solution or
3: I proactively go to a chiropractor once a month because I've heard enough stories that I'm like <laughs> just <laughs> terrified. Um, so I can't talk about having it, but but uh, I do recommend uh, proactive care. In any department that you think you might need to,
2: you, you, but probably on this episode, there we're we're promoting uh, Motion Pro Drum Throne, and it's one of those with the split seats. Has anybody used anything like that? I want one. <laughs> <laughs> I've the
5: same rocking socks since
2: high school. Yeah, but that was like four years ago, Corbin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so come on, man.
5: That is Zone Nine, so. Wow. And I'm doing, like you said, you know, doubles and triples yeah. and man. hell, even one show on probably, man, Four hours. Yeah. Freaking yeah. banging. Yeah, yeah. Enough, you know? For sure. I mean, I had a back problem probably two months ago. And I used to train a lady. Actually, she owns a chiropractor um, office out in Hermitage. And she was like, I was like, hey, my back's been killing me the last like four or five days. I never had back problems. <laughs> and I came in for three days straight. Bam, bam, bam. Never had a problem since.
2: And a lot of this stuff, uh, I think we've, we've alluded to this, that you're pretty indestructible at a certain point in your life. And we develop certain habits, whether it's physical or nutritional or even posture or the way we play that never sends any signals or sets off any alarms in our body. And then all of a sudden for me, it was 31, 31. I'm like, Holy shit. What did I just do? (laughs) Why does that knee hurt? Why does my back? And, 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 and I had back problems be- before, but there was stuff that really rang true, and I can only guess it just it doesn't get any easier. It's a con- like what Dave, you were saying, like it's not increasing, it's prevention. Yeah. It's maintaining.
4: I mean, I have to say, the, the luck thing, I made it I blazed all the way up to 50 and didn't have yeah. what I would have considered anything no tendonitis, no back pains, no foot pain. You know, the only thing I did sometimes we're knuckleheads to ourselves. I stubbed a toe in Kuwait one time. We flew; it's like thirty hours of travel to get over there. And you're, you and it's a podcast. I can say it right. We got to finally got to our where we were going to sleep in the hotel, and it's this big, overly opulent, ridiculous. I don't know if any of you guys have been there, but yeah, it's where you go to sit before you get your visa to go play for the troops and. I, I just wanted the bed so bad that I just dove into bed and woke up in about 20 minutes remembering I hadn't gone to the restroom, and I had to pee so bad. I just got up, and I didn't know the layout of the room, and it was solid marble, and I didn't make the step. And it would have been a 35-yard field goal uh, <laughs> oh, Holy cow. With, my, with my right toe. I, I heard it snap. <laughs> oh, I, oh. I actually broke part of the toenail. I mean, it was the worst. You just imagine the worst stub ever. And we hadn't even played yet. <laughs> hadn't even played yet. <laughs> was it just your right foot? My right foot. Uh, and uh, and I just kinda you know, you every guy here has that, man, you gotta do it, right? You can't yeah. you're not gonna break rank, you're not gonna say, find me a doctor, and what are they gonna do anyway? So I was just trying to tough it out. You know, I went to bed, I got up and it was killing me, and it was swollen and it was ridiculous. So I did the wrong <laughs> thing there. I just tough that out and I I realized that I started kind of playing a little sideways and avoiding the painful part and figured out how to do it and then later when it stopped hurting I went back to normal and then it, it didn't hurt me, so I didn't didn't go see anybody. I went, wow, I didn't break that. That was cool. And then skip ahead several years later. Oh wow. And I can tell you when the storms are coming and that kind of thing. And <laughs> oh. right? And then you then you finally go
2: when to buy AT and T stock.
6: <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Man. So
4: weird. And, <laughs> and 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 then, you know, with all drummers, if you have the guy with the most perfect technique to a guy like me that may have none on his feet, sometimes you're impacting your feet for a lifetime. I mean, I've been yeah. I've been lucky enough to play my whole life, and you're you start getting uh, 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 I mean, every, everything that can happen to your feet starts happening, and let alone sports injuries or anything you may have done like stubbing a toe in a bathroom or whatever. And so uh, all of that kind of starts to combine. But to me, I blazed right up. I was like, I don't have any problems. I just don't. I didn't have to complain. It was like I chose the right life, you know, and then after 50, you you know, putting on a few more pounds matters at your feet and Mm. uh, your feet hurting matters while you're playing. And what you try to do to get around what hurts affects something else. You know what I mean? And you try to bring a symbol down. Well, now you can't see the guitar player to make sure he's got the right guitar. You know, all these things start mm-hmm, getting you mm-hmm. one way or another, and mm-hmm. it's like you know we all read things about hey, you know my finesse should look like this, my. But uh, just trying to say from this part of the timeline, it, everything that you're doing now absolutely does connect to later, and 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 you know you're you're one of the most intense. I love watching you, Mark, play yeah, drum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my goodness, man. And those are my favorite guys, you know, guys that are just, I love watching a guy that plays perfectly quiet and gets, gets a ton of sound, but I just love guys that are just into it, putting on a show, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, but there's a certain impact that comes with that. Even if you are nailing, flying your fingers and doing everything right, your fulcrums are great, but you know, sometimes you damage things. And in that rush of youth, you go, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right, right. And, uh,
2: does anyone have this experience when you're at a rehearsal, or you're at a, a quiet gig or a slow gig where there's lots of space and so you're you're not playing, you're not physically at it like just constantly? I find I have more back problems and more back pain after that kind of thing where you're just you're just kind of sitting there, sure. kind of like I am now, um, <laughs> and, and it's just as opposed to where you've got to go at it and there's a full even longer gigs. But but you're constantly moving. It's almost like when you've got like a stiff back and they you know you lay in bed and you get up and you're almost worse than if you were actually moving and, and lubricating the joints and everything like that. Dana, anything about back pain that people should be aware of or something that that they can do or prevent?
1: you know, the, everybody really covered it. I'm, I'm with you guys on all of it. Um, I do see a chiropractor. I I found one who I like. That's another one that I, I'd recommend find somebody that you like, and that's not going to really hank you down for the whole three times a week routine. Um, and you know, sometimes that's necessary, but since I was 17, that's had to be a part of my life because I, you know, I was just in various car accidents and, you know, rear end collisions and, you know, and then drum core and, you know, and all of that. Um, So to this day, yeah, I have those challenges, um, but keep it at bay and, uh, you know, I don't take any painkillers or pain relievers, stretching is a daily part of my, my world. And also, um, you know, foam rolling, I'm getting more into that, Oh um, you know, so stretching pre and after gig, you know, you might, somebody might make fun of you for it, but I would still do I it was gonna in- say
2: that, like, you know, between the, the foam rollers, the back knobbers, all the things, I don't know how many times or if anybody has this experience of other band members giving you shit. I'll pull out like this S shaped back knobber and just trying to like work on my back and do something or do some sort of yoga stretch before I get on a long flight and guitar player's looking at me, rolling his eyes, and then like a week later he's like, Hey man, you got that back knobber thing on you <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Does anybody do anything I, as far as kind of getting ready to go play, like a uh, warm-up? For years, I mean, it's always been my thing mentally and physically to sit down with a practice pad and get my hands moving. And more recently, I've been taking a little bit of that time, whether it's 20 minutes to an hour, I'll take a portion of that time and come down here if I'm home and sit down with syncopation. And start getting my feet and my arms and my shoulders warmed up before I go head downtown or go do something like that. Does anybody have a routine that's worked really well for them, or does anybody say, "Nope, I just go"?
4: Oh no, definitely. I, I for myself, I definitely I sit whether I'm at the gig or whatever I'm going to be doing. If especially at the gig, I put a bunch of bottled water in front of me, or at least I know. Where I can grab it and I'm close to the restroom, and I, I have a pair of Scojo for sticks, the rubber tip, you know, big, big old marching sticks. Mm-hmm. And so you can play, they're just, you can play on any surface and sit there. And, and at first, you know, it's mostly about getting your synapses to fire, right? You, you think of what you want to play and it's not clean, and you sit there, and then I'll drink water, take a second, stretch, go to the restroom, come back, play again, think about what I tried to play. And for whatever reason, and I didn't make this up, I kind of got it from other guys that were doing it. The more water you drink, the more you take a second, you stretch again, play, by 20 minutes in, you're pulling off what you were trying to pull off when you started. And, and just to have anything, whether you're great rudimentally or not, what what you had in mind, as soon as you start pulling it off, as you start assigning it to yourself, kinda mm-hmm. then you I at least feel like my brain is ready for what's to come, you know? And sounds uh, like hydration. Well is. the hydration yeah. is just something that uh, you know, all the other guys are like kinda go, oh no, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then then you start hearing about fatigue or mm-hmm. guys that had mental they blew yeah. the bridge or they forgot if we'd done the lead or not. You know what I mean? And and guys from a long time ago were always saying, man, you especially, because you can't get up, you know, you gotta hydrate. And hydrate is more than just your your muscles. It's your brain and it's your the electrical oh, yeah. system.
2: Yeah, yeah, so yeah,
4: I've always yeah. done that. Yeah. And and it's it, it certainly makes you by the time you're walking towards the stage, you're ready to play, but you're not that anxiety that does increase as you get older, by the way. You know, you you just kind of you're not dreading, you know, you're not going, man, what if he calls something we haven't done or what if some uh, famous person comes out and sits in, and you're like thinking of how many thousands of songs could that be, you know? And you don't want to be like that as you're walking to your kit. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that kind of routine. And I also don't, you know, some guys want to watch Andy Griffith before they play, and it works for them or whatever. But <laughs> but I, I'm just kind of in my own little whatever it is, you know, for as close to an hour as I can pull off. Yeah. And and. That that definitely works for me. Nice. nice.
3: I definitely um, you know practice pad time is really important, uh, mm-hmm. and if I can, especially if it's a, you know in the context of a show, like let's say a show on the road, um, I, I like to do a full hour on a pad. Now that's not like militant. Like let me play through all of these exercises in this order with a click at this tempo. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I'll, I'll be loose and let the first 20 minutes be like, this is what the sticks feel like today. Mm-hmm. This is how my hands feel today make an
2: and assessment of where you're yeah, at and, yeah. and
3: push things and, and feel, feel tension come up, which is, you know, tension to me is, is enemy number one mm. and then, and then get rid of the tension. And uh, so warming up ends up also being a process, not only of getting warm, but then also relaxing. Yeah. Um, and then, it, it's, it, to me, it's also mental preparation. Right. You know, the, right. The, the mindset, it's comforting to hear you talk about all those anxieties, because I run into that all the time. <laughs> uh, but then you're, then you're mentally prepared for, for the show, and you're certainly not worried about anything drumming-related, because you shouldn't be, because there's yeah. going to be enough going on. Right. Um, and uh, and then I'll usually do some, you know, f- like, pr- I probably look ridiculous, but I'll stretch like an athlete would right before a show. Yeah. A bit like, the big the big joints, arm circles. You're playing like, like an athlete. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just to get it, just to, I'll run through my full range of motion. I yeah. mean, yeah, the way I play my gig is, is a bit, um, at times it can be a little over the top, but I'll, I'll, I'll run That's through awesome. it so that the first time that I'm doing it is not, you know, on the clock, so to speak. Uh, the first time I'm doing everything is on my own time. And then I'm really prepared that when I'm on the clock, I can.
2: Oh, get, yeah, I see what you're right. saying. Yeah. Right, 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 right. In front
3: of the audience, and and yeah. when somebody's paying me to do it, I'm 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 always, you know, it's not like it's the first time I have reached behind my head that day, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, trying to to really be prepared in, in absolutely every way to do a great job.
2: There was a there was a story about uh, Pete Townsend finally had a chance to credit Keith Richards for the windmill thing. He's like, yeah. He's like, where did that come from? He goes, I have to thank you, Keith, because you were doing that at a festival. He's like, I was? He goes, yeah, man. I look over and you were th- th- wheeling your arm around, doing the windmill thing. I thought that's the coolest thing. He goes, man, I was just stretching. <laughs> 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 does anybody not? I mean, I'm not going to call anybody out, but does anybody not warm up before? You,
6: you... Uh, it depends for me. Like A lot of times with David, we'll have long sound checks. Yeah. So, I like I I by the end of it I already have a sense of like how the sticks feel today and things like yeah. that. Um, sometimes I'll get on a practice pad maybe like thirty minutes before the show, but mm-hmm. it's not anything regimented. It's just like yeah, paradiddles and doubles and flame mm-hmm. fives and whatever. Like yeah, just to kind of get that stuff firing again yeah. before I go on stage. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like the feeling of when I get up there it's like fresh mm-hmm. there's a little bit of excitement
2: mm-hmm. I need to mm-hmm. I
6: need, in general I need to be better about stretching that's one thing like you talked about doing yoga yeah and that's one thing I kind of want to look into like stretching yeah. flexibility things like
2: that yeah I know Trey Gray's kind of like that too I remember doing a gig at Mercy Lounge and I'm back there with a pad and he's making fun of me <laughs> and he's like man I don't do that I just go out there and just Trey Gray doesn't make fun of anybody when <laughs> <laughs> I'm it. I'm the guy. I'm his muse for that.
1: Man, I would like to uh, please. add a icing on the cake to to all of that. And I'm glad that you guys covered the uh drumming aspect and warming up and getting your head right into your your physical being as well, your hands and all that. There's a this is this, at this point whoever's listening <laughs> Thank you. There's either, <laughs> this is either going to uh, resonate with you, or you're totally not going to be in line with this. And I can tell that I was the guy not in line with this. Um, there's a life approach to how do we warm up. You know, how do we start their day? So the working out, yeah, that's cool. Nutrition, yep, yep, important. But you know, what's even more difficult to do is the incidentals, like what do you feed your mind? Not, not food, but what, what do you feed your, your mind? And what are you doing when you first wake up and you get out of bed? Like, are you, are you an asshole when you first get up? Uh, and is that how you approach your day? Are you thinking about some shit from last night or are you grateful for the day? You're happy to be alive. Start there. Maybe you're into, this is, again, an elevated just approach to life, which definitely affects drums. Meditation, I'm new to that. Um, and what we watch, you know, TV, even social media.
2: Social media, um, yeah.
1: What we, I mean, that's the topic enough. Um, what we don't watch, you know, what are we watching before bed? What are we... What are we – who are we hanging out with? Like all those things that you – like again, you either agree with all of that and I'm not here to debate which is right or wrong and what you agree with or don't but if you allow yourself – I mentioned uh, my move to Nashville was like a big get right with me experience and if you allow yourself to get right with yourself (laughs) – it's not like awesome powers. Allow myself to (laughs) (laughs) – <laughs> um that I can tell you that that will go a very very long way in just how you you approach the day your relationships which include like Matt and said earlier your relationship with food um so I, I really encourage people to you know' adopt what you're posting all of that stuff matters man and it all really really does and it took me a while to figure that out so I hope somebody you know gets that.
2: I think a a couple of things like social media can be so toxic and research has shown that when you spend time on Facebook, uh, people, a lot of times come away more depressed, uh, from it. And, and yet being socially connected and, and, and staying in a community for musicians is so important and it's so convenient to make sure that people can see you, hear you, know that you're still around, you're still available for gigs, um, to To function without it, um, the other thing is you talked about meditation, and a lot of us you know are like dude i don 't I don't have time for that you know and but there are forms of meditation that find their way into your life. Um, I know that jogging isn 't like the best thing for your joints and stuff like that, but there is a form of meditation through that repetition. Yeah. Uh, I've got some friends that run and they just, and I, the, the mental clarity that comes from it afterwards, I think we've experienced that when we're playing, when we're trying to work on that, you know, that pattern on the kit and you just, you come out of the, the room and you're just like, yeah, I think those are forms of meditation that, that can't be ignored, um, that, that are really good.
3: I can't tell you how happy I am that we went this direction. Um, I'm I'm so so happy because I was like I hope we can go here today. Yeah, right. and we did. So thank you. Yeah. Um, if, if I could just touch on that, please. The not just meditation. I mean, full disclosure. Like I I am massively big on meditation. Um, I have been sporadically into it for I guess like 13 years, <laughs> and have had a, a daily practice, uh, often twice daily practice for the past year. Wow. Um, and it really – without without really taking this away from the, the physical uh, fitness uh, aspect of the whole thing, um, boiling it down just to mental health, like mm. taking the even broader approach um, and how important your mental health is. An accurate assessment of your own mental health um, and how that fits into this whole thing is everything because we kind of – like let's be honest, our field of work is a pretty grim one. I mean if we look at how – Many, not just drummers but musicians uh, have lives that are either cut short or uh, are, are massively unhappy, even those that look like they have everything that we think we'd ever want, they're massively unhappy. Um, it is, it's so important to be fit in all of these ways, like physically active, nutritionally balanced, mentally balanced, because, man, you know, drums are not actually the cure-all. They're just what, what we love to do, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've been unhappy playing drums before. <laughs> that's yeah. That's for sure. That's
2: yeah. a, that's an awful feeling.
3: Um, and I, I think Broadway, I think that, that it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's beautiful how they, they tie together because, you know, we, we talk about all these physical activities and it's great because science has proven that endorphins, you know, are the, mm-hmm. are the thing that make you feel good and it all ties together. And, and I can, I feel comfortable preaching to anyone the benefits of physical activity because whether or not you're into exploring the mental realm, like you, you get it. You just get it. You feel good when you do something. Yeah. You could go sit in the sun for 10, min- ten minutes and get some vitamin D yeah. and and you just feel better about the whole world. Um, but this stuff is super important. I think any drummer uh, does themselves a disservice if they're not willing to explore this, not just for their playing, but for the whole picture of their life. Um, yeah. But even if you get you know you go get the big gig, you know guess what? It's it's ninety percent mental because you you are playing a psychology game with yeah. an audience, with you know the business side of, of it, with other guys on stage, with an with an artist that is your boss but also your friend. Often, yeah. um, mm-hmm. man, if, if you don't have your own mental shit together, have fun with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: Good point. Broadway to buses to whatever it is. You never know when the phone rings, you're saying yes, you're going to go do it. Uh, you may not even know the guys, you know, so you're bringing you and your baggage, you know, metaphorically and, and everything. Uh, and so, yeah, that's a great point. If if you're starting out good, you know, you're just going to exude that. And, and people, I think human beings, uh, animals do it for sure, but I think human beings are are innately... Uh, acute to that you know that you kind of figure out as soon as you meet somebody you kind of know you know you may not end up being great friends or whatever but you can tell when a guy's miserable or if he's a ball of stress and like you said in a in a success driven i mean we all want to be successful we all hope to do this our whole lives and i'm more of a guy if if this is if you're a drummer in especially in country music and everything that's going on with the business good and bad if it's if it's who you are you have a much better chance of being happy doing this for many, many years than it's something that you want to do to make a lot of money or be successful. Because mm-hmm. who you are is who you are. You know, if you stop doing this and you go over there, you're still that guy. Mm-hmm. If, if you just said, man, I wanted to try this for a while, I thought it'd be good, and you can turn it off and go do something else, God bless you. You know, it might be a great thing. But, uh, but man, it's uh, – I can't – I could not agree more about the, the mental – mental health and what i wanted to say was the you got to just say it we all sometimes you equate money with success but the third or fourth time in your career that you meet a miserable millionaire
2: yes
4: (laughs) you realize you know man i don't know why but i'm much happier than that person you know and and then you kind of back off and you i don't even know where to put that lesson and you you do and the, the third or fourth time it happens to you you just like I don't know, that's not what I was put here for. You know, thank thank the Lord. Yeah, yeah. The money aspect, the mental aspect, the food aspect, the social media aspect. Yeah. If 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 you're picking out good stuff from your refrigerator, if you're picking out good stuff from your social media, what you put into your head, if you're picking out good stuff when you mm-hmm. meditate mentally or whatever, if you're lucky enough to have any two or three of those, Rocking you know you could pretty pretty much walk the earth a happy person and mm-hmm. and there's the world needs more of those sometimes it's the burden of being happy is that you want other people to be happy, yeah. and you carry a little bit of depression, go man I, I don't know what to do right. for my buddy here and and you know our our band's been together many, many years, and we've lost a couple of them you know and and when you when somebody actually passes away mm. that wasn't as happy as they maybe could have been or they were not as healthy as they could have been, all of us were you know up and down, up and down. But, but when you actually realize that they're not here anymore, you know, you, you miss them. You want to go back and tell them what you've learned since then, and, you know, all those kinds of, not to get sad or melancholy, but, but you only get, you only get the chance that you have. Right. And we're already the luckiest guys in the world to be able to call ourselves drummers. Yeah,
2: for
3: sure. And and the more we have all of these things that, that we've been talking about today, uh, In either in check or in line, Mm -hmm. the the better we are in all these ways, the better version of we of ourselves we are to all those people. Yes, and some of them, you know, some of them really need need a boost. Some of us need a boost, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But but you know that's like, it's cool. Drumming's cool, and I love playing by myself. But man, really the reason that I love playing is is there's something that happens with other players and with an audience that's really magical. And, and in that way, it's, you know, we're, we're doing a service for, for the people we play with or play for, or the audience we're performing in front of, whether, you know, whether it's 50,000 people and it's really cool, or it's a bar of like six annoying drunk people, (laughs) uh, we're still providing a service and the, the better, more positive place that we provide that service from, the better the results will be, and it tends to be contagious. I've it
2: it is. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, where somebody says, "You know, we had so much fun watching you guys play. We could tell that you were having a great that's, time." That's my favorite
4: play. thing. Yeah, if somebody's going to say anything, that's the one I want to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: You know?
1: You know, I can. I want to give everybody, like, a quick thing they can do. If you're listening, you're like, okay, but what do I do? Like, that all sounds great, but how do I, like, approach, like, my day now? I want to, but uh, what do I do? Read a book? Um, we, I, I used to be in the place of just get up and go to the client and eat life and middle finger, and it's 5 a.m., and you know, trainer world, and blah, blah, blah. Man, if you told me to wake up 10 or 15 minutes early, Corbin knows. Um <laughs> that was like, no, no. It, but I can tell you once I started to do it, and I had to do this in Nashville, too, because to keep the quote-unquote financial train moving, I moved a lot of my client, closed down my gym. Fortunately, we have this Skype and FaceTime thing, and I was able to train them that way in my home in Mount Juliet, and nobody knew, and that's how I kept the train moving. But I still was an unhappy bitch. And what you can do is get up 10 to 15 minutes early, and, and even if you're not jiving with the meditation yet, that's okay. Find a quiet space, not with your phone, not on the computer, and just sit and be, just breathe, man. And as lame as, lame as you might think that is, it's probably the exact the exact thing that that, that you need right now. And that's a great place to start because it, it, it just allows you to prepare yourself for the day, and 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 then you go do day, and whatever that is, and and there's layers on top of that. But if somebody's looking to like make that shift, just starting your day is so important and it doesn't mean start your day with your phone, looking at positive stuff. No, I mean without that stuff and just sit and be, and allow your mind to clear that. And then, you know, Mark talked about tension earlier. Well, a lot of tension comes from stress which leads to inflammation. That's all of these things. So I would encourage people to start there. When I got serious about training, I actually quit drinking cold turkey. I was 25 years old in the heart of, I guess, when you're supposed to drink. Um, And I quit, (laughs) if that's the thing. I quit for eight years. And so it's a funny thing. I don't blame it on Nashville because I don't say it like this. But moving to Nashville, and even though I started to switch my overall well-being and approach and had more appreciation for various things, and I just did an overhaul on everything, and 2013 was the was my eighth year. And that fall, you know, I didn't know what craft beer was anyway. I started to allow myself to drink again, um, and like Matt Iceman said earlier, he changed his relationship with food. Well, I, I was drinking so much at gigs, like like my clients would come out to gigs, and then I'd like see them the next day, and I would train them. So I was way out of line. <laughs> well, wow. I had to change that. Like I. I genuinely wanted a drink to have a drink I no longer to this is a great subject there's depths to this um, but I, I wanted a drink just to enjoy a beverage with a friend I didn't need to keep drinking and then bury my problems and then wake up feeling like ass um, so by the time I got to that point now i mean you to this day like you know a lot of you guys a few of you have had a drink, drink with and it's just a natural thing. I think it's okay, but you can absolutely damage your, your body in so many ways with it. Um, you know. Uh, but I think it's changing your inner dialogue and, and, and what's your focus. Do you need to party every night? Do you feel like you need to be the life of the party every night? Um, those things are all part of approaching something like that. I personally have never done a drug, which includes marijuana or smoked a cigarette. I just got buried into drinking early on, and then I quit, and then I allowed myself to have one again.
2: Danny, can you tell us like what what is the physiology of over drinking, and how does it affect uh, our organs, our everything that we do?
1: Well, there's not enough time in the day for that. But okay, (laughs) if I had to gloss over it, it it affects your mental and physical health equally the same. Um, It uh, it it adds, you know, as your blood alcohol. Level raises that adds inflammation, and um, that you know, everything's then working overtime. And so, there's, there's a high, and then there's a low, and then you got to go get that high again. And then, meantime, your body's just trying to play catch up. It's kind of like you know, when you're obese, everything's working overtime. Um, so, I, I'm not, I can't speak from a professional doctor standpoint on that. Mm-hmm. I just think we all know that if you get Hammer Day, there's probably deeper stuff going on. And I would mm-hmm. encourage anybody to mm-hmm. to start start there and and figure what whatever it is that's, you know, affecting you from from needing that every day.
5: Like you said earlier, the whole mental positive yeah thing, oh, yeah. I think, you know, that's yeah. where it all starts. At,
3: at the risk of, of uh sounding like I'm glossing over the whole thing, uh, I to me it always comes back to uh, one of the best things anyone can have is self awareness, mm. and um, that touches on all the things we said today. But in this particular case, um, I think a good question to ask, even with something that can be innocent like alcohol or can be straight up deadly, um, the question to ask yourself is: Is this keeping me in any way from being the best possible version of myself? Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't have to be like I don't need to be that guy. You know, I'm I'm not actually trying to be any of my heroes, but I should try to be the best possible version of myself that I think I can be, and that's got to be enough for yeah. whatever I am out to. Um, and and if if I can truly say that, no, having a glass of wine does not impede that whatsoever. I'm going to enjoy that glass of wine. Yeah. Uh, now, not everyone is going to come to that same conclusion for either a, a glass of wine or or maybe maybe smoking a bowl, like. Mm-hmm. Everybody is different. And uh, personally, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and judge them. But if we're working together and you are doing something that's keeping you from being the best version of yourself and we're close enough, I might, I might you know, hint at it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'll always be harder on myself first, certainly.
4: Yeah. And I was going to say one hopefully short thing to add to that. With with uh, anybody that has uh, connected a bunch of years in this and successful and not successful. Uh, I can think of a person right now that, that plays music to an insanely amazing level on pot all the time. I can think of another person that, that can play hammered and it's just not me, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I have examples in my head. I, I'm literally picturing these people. I, I knew some guys way back that were like injecting hard drugs that were some of the best musicians yeah. And, you know, so when I was younger, I used to go, man, if, if it doesn't affect your job uh, as long as you can play. Right. Well, then what do we learn? The, the more we get, it's not playing is one of the lesser percentages of things that you do in this to make this a real career. Yeah. You're doing business. You're riding a bus. You're meeting people. You got to be timely. You got All of those things. I don't know any of those people who were fantastic at life.
2: Oh wow. With yeah. that
4: with that being said, totally. you know what I mean? And I'm thinking of super specific guys that I dearly love. Mm-hmm. And some of them are are not here. Right. And uh, you know, it's I always try to be a good friend and and the guys if they're the funniest guy you know and you're like, "You don't want to hear that crap from me." And you know, uh, you can't you can't go back and say it uh, when the chance is gone, you know. Mm-hmm. So one thing I'd tell my younger self, something Mark just kind of said, sometimes If we're up there on that same deal and we've got this deal together and and what you're doing or what you did yesterday is affecting the way you're thinking today, we're probably going to have a minute. And I hope we're still friends later. But, you know, that's uh, definitely an evolution for me. I used to be like, hey, everybody has their own thing. Everybody does what they does. Does what they does. You can edit that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's staying in. I wasn't. <laughs>
0: that's for the remix version.
4: Yeah. I, that was coffee, in this, right. <laughs> but, but no. Speaking of which, uh, yeah. Ser- seriously, it's a free country, yeah. and it's the best thing about it. And there's there's a glass of wine. There's a shot of whiskey. There's there's everything you can name. And isn't it funny how it goes back to everything that we just talked about? Too much from the wrong column affects the other columns, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and what's right for you. Self-awareness is probably the thing that you search for in life above everything, right? Some people have no clue what that is. And yeah. uh, mm. if, if you are, if you do have a high degree of self-awareness, then you're not going to have as many of those problems, mm-hmm. uh, ironically enough.
3: <laughs> yeah. A main thing I'd like to put out there to anyone that, that has listened to this whole thing um, is that. The, a couple really tiny things can make a huge difference. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you don't have to have listened to everything that ever. I mean, we're a whole, we're several people here, mm-hmm. and we're all throwing out. I think this like this is great. Yeah, this and works. You, for you me. probably become <laughs> Superman if you actually implemented all of it. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> right. but just a couple things can make a massive change in positive ways for for somebody. So like just just graze and and pick a couple. And run with it, like you don't have to live up to the ideal because we're just a bunch of people that are trying to incrementally improve our our playing and our fitness and and everything else.
2: It's 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 like playing. I mean, it's like we. I've got I've got a hundred books, and and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've only gotten this far in this David Garibaldi book. Why haven't I finished that whole damn thing in ten years? (laughs) Because (laughs) I went on to something else, and I went on to this, and I went on to that. But it's 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 a it's a compilation of all those things that make us who we are as drummers and, and, I'm, and relating that to what you're talking about mentally and physically
3: and you never feel in my experience you never feel like you're the one that ha- actually has it together but then once once in a while somebody's a like, point. man, I really look up to this with you, and you're like, what are you yeah, talking like, about, dude? But that's, that's why I invited but, you all here yeah. and make me make me feel better. Yeah. What's wrong with you? So you know, I mean, we're all we're all our own worst critic. But uh, oh, geez, but yeah. a couple things will change you, and and that'll inspire somebody else, and then we're just paying it forward, and yeah. it's great.
4: Yeah. I do have a tiny analogy again coming from. Uh, it's, it's a way to help yourself be self-aware. It's like, what would you do? What would you tell you if you were your manager? Uh, uh. You know what I mean? It's because we all walk around thinking, well, I'm running this show. I'm, i got to take care of myself. But there's if you go through that little thing, that's a pearl. If you Because know, it's easy for you to tell. If you're the guy's manager, he's paying you to take care of him and tell him if he gets out of shape or unhappy or miserable or sick. Mm-hmm. But isn't it funny? We don't often tell ourselves in that he, way. need
2: our own advice.
4: Yeah. yeah. And so sometimes that's a good one to run through your... That's great. ...through your brain.
1: I, I think that uh, this podcast was, was right on time with just everything that's going on. Not just in drumming, but, you know, music and business and entertainment and the world. And uh, everybody wants to talk about, you know, various... How does that guy get that gig and this drumming and he does this and he does that? If you... If you just like Mark said, just hone in on a couple of things, man. Those other not, really non-important things tend to take care of themselves. And um, I think this is a very relevant, real, important uh, topic. And uh, I really hope it hits home to those who hear it.
2: Yeah. What well, has for me, guys, and 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 Dan, thanks for for helping uh, helping me put this together and 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 calling in, man. All that good stuff. Uh, and guys, I appreciate y'all making the trip and the, and, and the time to do this.
4: Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool.
2: Danny, we're going to cut you loose, man.
1: All right, guys. Thank you all for being here, man. It was awesome to, uh, to have this time with you. See you, Danny.
2: Yeah. Good times. Talk to you soon, man. I'll be in touch.
1: Okay. Take care.
2: Bye. Many thanks to Matt, Dave, Corbin, Mark, and Danny for the time to visit. Uh, there are a couple, uh, podcast alum that were part of that roundtable, and again, Matt Eisman was one of those guys, when I reached out to him, he said, why am I a part of this? And I said, I, I think it's pretty obvious, and hopefully his story was is an inspiration for anyone that is uh, looking to try and do something uh, to create a change in their life that would be better for their health and their drumming, and uh, we just have a unique opportunity to take care of ourselves, to be the best drummers we can. And I hope you enjoyed that roundtable. And again, I appreciate everyone's experience and uh, expertise in donating their story. I've been wanting to do this roundtable for actually a couple years now, uh, as fitness is a a big, important thing to me. And hopefully it is to you. Stay tuned next week for Zach's interviews. Um, I want to say big thanks to everyone that participated in the 200th episode live stream. We are in the process of re-editing and putting out a remastered version of the video, so it will be um, a little bit tighter uh, flow, and I just really hope that you check that out. We'll be populating our YouTube channel with the new version eventually, hopefully in in the coming days. So I appreciate your input on that. Thanks to all our guests and Chris McHugh for taking the time for his first time on our show and everyone that participated and submitted questions. It was just a great way to celebrate all the hard work that everyone's put into this podcast and building this community. So thanks so much for listening, and I hope to see you around. Bye-bye.